Welcome to the Coils Cash and Culture Show, where we sit down with creatives and entrepreneurs at the intersection of black hair care and business. My name is Taisha Friday, and I'll be your host. After researching the black hair care economy, I learned in some countries, black consumers can spend up to nine times more than their non-black counterparts on hair care. Despite this unwavering demand, there is still room for innovation in the quality of goods and services available. Through Coils Cash and Culture, we're going to get a bit closer to the creatives and the entrepreneurs creating new paths in the industry. Black hair is business, so let's get into it. Today, we are joined by Marvin Bowser, who is a photographer and actor. He is working on an upcoming exhibition that focuses on black hair. So today, we're going to talk about it. Welcome to the show, Marvin. Thanks so much, Taisha. Before we kind of agreed for you to come on the show, you mentioned that you'd done a few things before getting into photography. So everyone has the context. Can you just tell us a bit more about your background and how you ended up to where you are today? Okay, so I have a 34-year career in defense and defense intelligence-related work uh, behind me. So 10 years active duty Air Force, six years working for the Navy as a civilian doing special communications, and 18 years as a defense contractor where I did everything from uh, networking and communications related stuff to um, research and development. Oh, and how do I get into this? So <laughs> uh, I, that was that three or four years was a lot, a lot of fun. I, and I really enjoyed the project I worked on and the people I worked with until I didn't. I mean, I just got to the point where it wasn't satisfying anymore. I was, you know, fairly senior at that point and just had issues with um, management and I just wasn't being satisfied by what I was spending so much of my time with. So when I had the opportunity to leave, I did and started Marvin Bowser Photography and went back to uh, acting school. And so with photography, were you doing this always on the side when you were working or was it a new hobby that you kind of picked up and decided that's what I'm going to get into? Right. I've, I've been doing, uh, for, I think I bought my first, uh, I, I call it my real camera in 1984 when I was stationed in Germany and doing a lot of travel. So I have actually, then it was film. So I have boxes of uh, European churches and castles and pretty views and sunset, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, so I, so since then, and I really picked it up from my father who picked it up from his uncle. So my great uncle, and he has an old, I have an old graph, graph, his old Graflex camera here now. Um, so it's, I've the, the official unofficial family photographer too. So. Okay. So what are some of the memorable subjects or moments that you have photographed over the years? Oh, that is, I have, oh, wow, that's hard. Um, I guess, yeah, like the, the, the ones that like kind of grab you when you see them again are the, the, the old family pictures. Um, but I've, I've been blessed and able to travel internationally a lot. So I have pictures from literally like all over the world that, that, that are nice. But, you know, the, I guess some of the ones that really, really warm my heart are like, um, some of the nature photos I've taken, like even around my, my house. Cause it's like the, the spring flowers that come up every year. It's like that, that change of the season is very nice. Um, and I also love when other people just react, you know, connect to, um, an image I've done that might have some meaning to me, but then it would mean something to somebody else in that special way. That's, that's, that's very satisfying. 
Okay, so you've talked about nature and family um, moments. The exhibition is about black hair. And before we, we're going to talk about that later on. Um, before we get into that, I would love to know from you as a photographer who's now running an exhibition or planning an exhibition around black hair, who have you looked to in the photography industry that you think has done a good job of illustrating black culture in some kind of way through photography? You know, I, I, I'm not going back to, I mean, I mean, you can say Gordon Parks, um, uh, uh, mispronouncing name, Scott Skirlock. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm murdering the name, but these are people who did, uh, who f- photographed black Washington over the years and, and, and the city's changed so much. So we, we're losing that. So that documenting that our history that way was, is, is vital. Um, so important. And for anyone listening, for everyone listening, can you give some context to Black Washington and what that photography was about? Oh, um, so Washington, D.C., um, for, you know, up until like the beginning of my life here was a segregated city. So um, the, you know, and we, you know, I guess peacefully cohabitated, but Black Washington was self-contained. I mean, Bankers, lawyers, dentists, doctors, um, uh, restaurants, um, um, you know, the, the famous black, you know, we, you hear about, um, the Harlem Renaissance. Well, it started in DC or the, or, or the companion Renaissance was in DC with black performers. And that, um, you know, wonderful, vibrant, multifaceted city, um, within the city. Was is what I was referring to as as uh, Black Washington, but now I lost the thread on what the question was before that. Um, it was just like what inspired you about the exhibition, oh, not that exhibition, oh, 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 about the, Black Washington. Uh, yeah. Other other photographers. Um, so so I, I, I talked about the the the, the great uh, photographers, Black Washington. So so now I'm I'm spending a lot of time on on Instagram looking at what other other people are doing now, like the, the current current producers, and. It's it's rich, it's diverse, it's creative, um, it's moving, and it's 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 present, it's history, it's future looking, and it's all happening now. So I, I um, really set a, a challenge for myself to do something um, in that space that's also interesting and engaging and unique to what I'm doing. So I'm working hard. So um, and so why why hair? There's a Black culture is culture, so why have you got to hair and sticking with it's, that? It's really related to my, my question about what I've done so much with so much of my adult life. I, I haven't had the, the time to, to delve into who I am as a person, who I am as a, a, a black man, a black gay man uh, living right now. And I'm, I'm taking the grace, I'm, I'm giving myself the grace to do that now and to share my experience with, uh, with the community, with the culture. I, we're going to talk about the exhibition a bit more. I know you don't want to tell all because otherwise it won't be a surprise. I can tell you everything I know because I'm still working on it. It's not done. Um, <laughs> yeah, t- tell us where you're at because one thing I, and I found this when even making this podcast, and I took this from... I read a book by Rick Rubin, the music producer, and one thing, a chapter that talks about iteration and like you thinking you're done and then the wake up the next day and you want to change the whole thing. What's the process being like in the build up to preparing for an exhibition where I'm sure you get waves of inspiration um, throughout the process? Uh, uh, That's a good way to put it, waves of inspiration throughout the process. I, um, 
you know, from my, my history, I was a program manager of big things um, that had a lot of small parts and you had to put them all together in some order and, and pull a team of people along with you. Um, for for our, there, there's some of that. Cause you, I mean, there's a production phase where you've got to finish and there's a, there are deadlines there, but um, I really started in a, in a quiet place and listen and, and, and allow, you know, the, the ideas, the thoughts um, to come to me. And as hippy dippy as that sounds, it's, 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 it's so true. Um, it's, it's super effective when you, um, just, you know, turn within, uh, at some point. I've, I've done, um, an open model call as part of this. So I've, I've done, I've added a very public, uh, aspect to what I'm doing. And I've reached out, actually, I was gonna say I reached out to people, but people reached out to me as a result of like the, the work I've been doing with, um, uh, social media and and adding that that public phase and they they're like oh my goodness I wanted to do something like this for so long how how can I help how can, how can I work with you so I've um, I'm working with, with uh, two other creatives now who are in and we're going to do a, a a more focused uh, photo shoot um, to uh, get images for the the exhibition and. Right now, everything's going into my my catalog, right? I haven't I haven't selected anything yet, and said this is the piece, and that's that's one. And ask anybody who's, who's who does shows like this. That's one of the most um, critical, agonizing aspects of it. Like, how which pieces do I take to the show? And that that is something that it's you'll wake up one morning and say that uh, this is in, or I, I'll look at it again. You know, I haven't looked at this piece in a minute. It's like yeah, this is in, or this is out. And those, um, yeah, that it's a it's a it's a moving train. Um, it's probably the easiest way to say it. And it's it's one of the most. Um, I think I said uh, it's th- it's thrilling and ter- terrifying at the same time because. Um, decisions have to be made and it's, and it's not, and it, it, you know, it'd be great if you could just build a spreadsheet and it's like, I'll take the, all of them at 50%, I'll take those, right? (laughs) But it's not, it's it's super subjective, super subjective. And I, and I, and I do want it to be like the, the result to be, um, like multidimensional, but relevant to today, right? It needs, it, you know, it needs to speak to the people who come see the work today. You know, so it's it's a it's it's going to be it, it's not I won't say going to be because it it has been like a, a lot of fun and challenge already, and you know time is going by so quickly now. You know, it's like it's the middle of July. Like, how did that? How long have you been? How long have you been working on this? From idea stage, from like idea. Yeah, yeah, it's like March. Oh wow, okay. March. Yeah. And I have a question for you as someone who's experienced in photography, and I've always wondered this, and I would love to touch on it. The exhibition is called Black Hair, so I'm assuming there's going to be photography of black hair. In the process of photographing black hair, whether that's curly, coily, because there's many different textures, right. what are some things that photographers should be aware of when photographer, like trying to capture our hair? Because our hair is – everyone's hair is three-dimensional – but depending on the style and the colors. So I wonder if there's anything specific you do when it comes to capturing black subjects and black hair. That's an excellent question. Let me see if I have an excellent answer. <laughs> um, I was actually, um, before uh, getting on the call with you, I was working on, on an image of a young man with natural locks and he has a, 
a lot of new growth. So the locks are coming out of the new growth and he has this kind of light, light brown color um, to his hair is natural naturally. And the locks are like in his face and he's kind of looking back at the camera and the, the, the clarity of the image is, is so good. You can see the hair and this individual locks and it's just, it's just compelling. Um, but, um, not, not, but, but, and, um, the, the look he's giving back as he's looking through, through this, this lock in his face, it's just like, it's, it, that's what draws you in. So it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm walking that balance between, um, uh, like a, an excellent, that's a, that's more of a portrait. This hair is, is, fills most of the frame. Okay. Um, but, uh, it's, it's not just, um, and, you know, if you just, it's not just a zoom in on hair, cause that how, um, how many of those could you look at? Right. So it's gotta, there has to be some context as to like what, what, what's, what's happening, what's happening. And, um, and I've, I've got two of, of, of that subject I've, I'm working with. And one of them, frankly, it's another, like is you know, it's, you know hair, hair is plain, plainly a large feature in the frame. Um, but the, you know, he, it's just a pretty, it's just a pretty picture. You know, I don't think, I don't think there's anything that's going to uh, have somebody like walk through, see that image and, and go, Oh, that's a pretty picture and keep walking. The second one I start working in, it's like someone's going to come in and go, what's he, what's he thinking? What's that about? Who is that? Like, what's he, you know, that's, that's more, more, um, more, more engaging. Um, and that's, um, but you, your, your question is like right on, like what's, and, it, and it's the challenge I mentioned earlier, what's different about what you're doing than what other people are doing. So I'm bringing like all my experience as a photographer and um, working with a, a a hair artist uh, as well. And, and we're working with professional models as well as real people. And this, this is one of the real people examples. So it's going to be, it's not, it's going to be, again, it's going to be a, a diverse multifaceted show, not just one, not just a one tone, like, you, you know, a dozen, a dozen of these, like it's that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, earlier you mentioned the inspiration came from, almost part your journey and discovery of yourself and your hair. I want to touch on that because I think often what we see when it comes to the end product in photography is determined by the person behind the camera, right? And we talk about all the time about diversity behind the camera. What's your journey been with your hair? Like, what does that mean, the exploration with yourself that helped you like kind of come up with this exhibition? Um, so, and it's, Thank you for that. But it's, 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 I'm using hair as a lens for, for, to get to culture. But to, to answer your question though, you know, and from my, you know, professional life, I was, um, usually one of one or two, you know, black professionals working in those spaces. And the, you know, the majority, uh, society and, and particularly starting in the military where there's, there are literally regulations as to how you can wear your hair. So you, you, you're, you, I mean, you were considered not a, not a good officer if you, if you didn't comply with the regs, right? It was like, it was like that. So that's, that's kind of how I started. And then, uh, a lot, and then another military organization working for the Navy and then in defense contracting. So you're st still working with this, this military thing and still, I was, you know, one of the few blacks working in these spaces. Um, so, 
and that's and this is and there's there's a point where I forget the years now, maybe the late nineties, where you know black women in the military wanted to wear their hair in in cornrows or, or or locks. Why? Because they worked crazy hours. It was it was hard time. They they were out out in the field somewhere and they didn't have access to everything they needed to maintain their hair. So they they wanted to you know keep it neat and clean and and, and get on with it. And I think. Congress might have had to get involved in that, like to, to, to make that happen. Like it's, it's a lot. So, um, so that's a long way to say, um, it's when I get, got out of that environment, I can do what I want to do. And, you know, I, I, uh, I guess the right term was like uh, free form locks. I, I did for, for, forever because my hair would, um, like kind of like naturally curl on its own. And I, um, it's, and it's kind of like part empowered by the, the, the project I'm working now. I started, um, you know, locks, uh, recently and, um, I, I, the, and I'll put myself a report. I, I didn't start with, uh, starter locks per se. <laughs> These are two centrists and I, and it's, and it's, there's some, somebody else's hair up in here too, but, <laughs> uh, but that's, I mean, that, I, I, you know. I'm, I'm cheating a little bit, but that's, that's okay. why I'm doing it. And, but I, I am going to, I am going to let it lock and, and, and keep it going um, okay. with this. So um, that's, that's it. And it's, and it's part, and part of the reason I did, did this too was to see if people reacted to me differently with, with this hair. And so, so far I really haven't noticed, no problem. I think, you know, uh, thankfully that the, due to the culture, like so many people are using, are wearing natural hair or hair, however they they're comfortable. That it's it's not the um, the automatic. Oh, you're this person or that way because you're you're not conforming to what society wants you to to do. A hundred percent. It's funny. I saw someone on Threads maybe like two nights ago say, "Do people react differently depending on how you wear your hair?" Because obviously, we can wear our hair in so many different styles. Um, and honestly, I think it just depends on the person, right? And the spaces you're in, if you're in many different spaces, um, but also just like even geographically where you are, I can definitely say changing my hair in certain environments makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. It feels like it makes a difference. It makes a, it make it feel, it seems to me that the initial response is, can, can vary depending on the environment. Um, and maybe, and it, we're all, no matter who you are, we all make the judgment initially. Um, right. but to your point, I do think just time and cultural events and moments have led for more black people to embrace their hair in different settings that they previously wouldn't have. So hopefully we're making progress there. Um, you mentioned you, obviously your background and kind of not there being as much, um, as much people who are black or people of color in positions of making decisions as a photographer and going into creative field, how's, how's that been? Have you found yourself easily building a network and shaping a network? Um, or has it been isolating? And I just ask this cause I know it varies depending on where people live. Um, sometimes too. Um, uh, a network of. In photography, uh, creative wise. Other other photographers or clients or uh, both clients and like working with other photographers. How's that been uh, as a black man? Um, so I, I I working with other photographers 
other, other, now I can't talk. <laughs> Working with other photographers has been fantastic. Um, it's funny, and and, and th- it's another great question because um, I've often you know worked by myself and and not had the opportunity to really collaborate with uh, other other people like me. Um, and the when I've had the opportunity to work with other photographers, and and, and it's been with do, doing other exhibitions, so we're getting to the our, our work together. It's just been so beautiful, uplifting, motivating. You know, just just getting in these these really lo- working with these lovely people and really loving situations. Uh, I did a, a show, a group show in New York uh, last year, um, celebrating Black possibilities. And there were four photographers in the show, and at one point, all four of us were standing in in, in front of one uh, one guy's work, and we were talking at a thousand miles an hour about technique, hardware. Uh, studio lighting. Uh, we could have gone. We could have talked for a week, and it's just. And we were all, um, you know, working toward the same end. Like we're creating the beautiful images. Um, and there was a commercial photographer. Like we we're d- doing different aspects of photography, but uh, we're in different approaches, different techniques, different hardware, but still creating beautiful images. And it was it was just a beautiful thing. And and I think that's a that was a great example of. Um, like young people need to see us doing things like that, that where it's, where it's not often known. Like, like you don't know, there aren't, you know, the, 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 the leaders in these fields aren't necessarily looking like us. Right. Except there are a lot of us in all these fields somewhere. Yeah. So I, the visibility is so important on that because that, that could literally have made the difference um, for a young person thinking about, well, I, maybe I want to do that, but I don't know how to make a, a living at it. I, there's no path for me to, you know, it'll always be a hobby. Absolutely. But there were, you know, four of us there who, who that's what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, that's uh, we need, we need to create more situations like that and bringing young people out to, to be exposed to, you know, black excellence. It's simply said, right. Sure. So before we, we're going to jump into some quick fire questions. Okay. Before we do, for everyone listening, where can they find you? When is the exhibition going to be happening? And is there anything else you want them to know? Okay. So my website is marvinbowser.photography. Marvinbowser. And I guess we can share links. It's this stuff, right? And I'll keep everything there. And I and I've, I'm I'm keeping my blog page updated with with progress for this, so you can follow along as I go. Um, I'm on Instagram at marvimage. M a r v i m a g e. Um, and what was the other? Did I answer everything? When's the exhibition happening? Oh, oh, the exhibition opens on uh, October 19th here in Washington D.C. at the gallery at the Ven, V-E-N, at Embassy Row Hotel. And I'll be, you know, follow, follow me on social media. I'll be keeping you apprised of that. And um, I'll be putting out a, a save-to-date uh, thing here pretty soon, too. Perfect. Thank you. So for every guest that comes on the show, we do quick-fire questions. And these are just five questions. I ask them pretty quickly, and you're meant to answer them pretty quickly with whatever first comes to your mind. Okay. Are you ready to jump into it? Yes. Cool. Perfect. First question. Who would you like to collaborate with behind the camera? If it could be anyone. Oh, goodness. 
Um, well, I'll, I'll say um, uh, Trayvon uh, Green, who's who's working with me now on uh, on the show, and I've um, he's one of the people who came reached out to me, and I've been you know uh, following him since, and I'm just really excited to uh, uh, let me say Trayvon Green and uh, 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 Matt. Melanie Williams, um, okay. they're they're my two collaborators for the show, and um, that I again uh, we're it's it's going to be amazing with with what we turn out when we because we we're we're unleashing all of our creative abilities now. So excited about that. Next question: Who would be your dream subject to photograph? It could be to do with the exhibition or completely new, but your dream subject. Rihanna. Okay, why Rihanna? Um, I. It's why Rihanna. She is, I, I think, for like superstar, superstar in the light all the time. Work working with professionals all the time. I think her my my interaction with her, with her would be so different. It would be surprising, shocking, refreshing for her. And I know we do some cool work. So okay. Um, next question: You're stuck on a desert island, and I can drop a hair product or a hair tool for you, which, what would you like me to drop off? You don't know how long you're going to be stuck on the desert island. So pick wisely. Ooh, I guess a nice oil. Keep, keep that, keep that scalp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll drop you some hair oil. Um, the next question is about music. Every time people get their hair done, music is playing and music's just culture. So what song or artist are you listening to at the moment on repeat? You know, your questions are amazing. I love it. <laughs> so I, I've been listening to the soundtrack for Wakanda Forever. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and then it's, you know, it's on Apple Music and it, it trails off into other like related music. Mm-hmm. And that's just been keeping me in my happy place. You know, it's like I just I put it on all the time. Okay, cool. Wakanda Forever. What kind of um, and then the final question, because gratitude is important. Um, what are you grateful for? I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity to create art and share art to be seen and to be heard. That's wonderful. That was a wonderful answer. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Same here. I thoroughly enjoyed it and much continued success. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, follow us to find out when the next episode is out. And if you really, really enjoyed this conversation, maybe send a link to a friend. And if you really, really, really enjoyed this conversation, head to coilscashculture.com to sign up to our mailing list today. Stay well. Keep smiling.